0: He and
1: that's the way it was. Twas that way. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, nothing was moving except Martin Leon raiding the fridge at midnight, as always. I don't
0: always do it. Sometimes I know that there's nothing there because I ate it by 10 p.m.
1: Oh, <laughs> and we have an unhealthy relationship with food. The, the, the both of us, we like our food. I love food. We like food. Like, why would... I, would have,
0: you, like, I wouldn't it unhealthy. No, it's
1: not unhealthy. Here's the thing. If I have to choose between eating whatever the fuck I want and not having this little belly in that I've got, I'll keep the belly. I'm okay. I do my cardio. I'm fine.
0: Exactly. I'm fine. Yeah, like, I... Like, I... I've been doing more cardio to and... And yeah, there's... Like, I just try to eat less, like... Because the
1: thing is, like, dick. when you...
0: <laughs> no, dick doesn't make you fat.
1: Uh, doesn't it?
0: It doesn't. My cousin would disagree. I don't know what he's eating. He's putting on the dick.
1: Well, it's
0: <laughs> she got pregnant. Oh, a plot twist!
1: Plot twist. <laughs> it made her fat. <laughs> Ruined her.
0: Well, you know, I'm not planning to get pregnant. It's like cousin, soon. you really let yourself go. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ! What did you eat? A baby?
0: What's <laughs> in there? A baby? A yes! Brain. Oh my god! Hold on! i I hate
1: that. I hate congratulating women for doing a thing that the body does.
0: I would agree with you, but I've had a couple of friends who've had an issue with you doing a th- with, no with doing a thing a body does. Uh, as in, they have they had issue. It's, it's this weird, um, horrible thing with reality in which in where. Uh, A girl that is nowhere ready to have a baby, she will get pregnant, like, the moment she smells like semen, but then you have, like, a, then you, then you meet, like, a couple, uh, like, a guy, and you, you see them, and you, you think they would be great parents, and they're trying, and they're trying. Okay, but
1: that's the context. You're giving context.
0: Okay. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, I think that in general, you know, we should, I don't know, what's your point?
1: Uh, I don't have one.
0: My point. Have you
1: heard that song, um, Pregnant Women Are Smug? <laughs> it goes, Pregnant Women Are Smug. Is nobody, it? <laughs> No, everyone knows it, but nobody tells them, because they're pregnant. It's, it's really
0: good. <laughs> what's I'm going to it? send uh, it to you. What's the name? I, I, I know that. It. It's really a special on Netflix. It's the, these two girls. Yes. Uh, uh, Garfunkel and Oates. And Oates. And yeah. Oates. Oh my god, I love them so they're much.
1: They're so good. They're so good, yeah.
0: And they're specials. Anyway, anyway.
1: Anywho, yes. Welcome. This is Mexico
0: because we're Mexican. And
1: we can't. We and can't do this. We can't do this. We shouldn't uh, even
0: be trying, actually.
1: Are we even? Are we even trying? Is this an attempt at something? It's something. It's something. It's definitely something. Today, I was I was thinking about um, the thing that you said the other day about how how horrible self-promotion feels like. Oh, yeah. Because as comedians, <laughs> as comedians, we have to do this. A lot of self-promotion is like, come to my show. And I thought it was like, it really does feel like pissing barbed wire. And... <laughs> and i was like my big problem is that who am i no one and what do i want
0: something and that's a problem you know that's a, that's a... i know i'm always like come to my show and i feel like someone's going to ask me why and i'm not going to be able to answer the <laughs> question just 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 because just Might come. be funny might be A friends going to be there uh it might be funny too. Let's
1: let's not go down this road. It's just going to depress me. And I'm <laughs> I'm in a chirpy mood today. Exactly. So so let me introduce to you my co-host Martin Leon, a man for whom all by myself isn't just a song; it's a tax bracket.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway, it stings
1: because it's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, someday, someday. I have a cat, okay? For now.
1: That's you fixing the situation, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's trying to fix. Okay. I mean, it's she's as emotionally unavailable as any other man of have <laughs> Very <good.
1: laughs> Also likes to play with the balls, you know. <laughs> Has a tendency you know. to scratch when I'm not asking
0: for that time. <laughs> okay. um, anyway, uh, let me introduce my co-host. Uh, he sounds like a Vaughn villain. But he looks like an extra. (laughs) (laughs) Luis Augusto. Me just
1: talking at the background of a cafe, like, oh yeah. I've always wondered: are they really talking?
0: Uh, The extras are they actually
1: having conversations, or are they just like?
0: No, no, no. Actually, uh, the sound person asks them to just be mouthing. Mouthing. Because if they like, if they're actually talking, if they want to like do a dubbing, or if they want to like fix anything in the audio, it gets. Have you been an extra? I, ne- I never, like, I didn't I didn't go to an extras agency. Like, I was there on set, and they needed someone to fill that space, so, like, I was there. And then on this movie called Cristiada, they, like, dressed me as one of the Cristeros, and, like, you're going to be here. Uh, really? And I made my own story about why that Cristero was there. Of course... And can
1: you see yourself in the movie? Uh,
0: I, n- I never saw the movie. Okay. Uh, have you been an extra? I've never been no I've
1: never I've never done anything TV
0: movie related yet yet yes of
1: course I've I've yet to be discovered yeah obviously yeah. like the other day there was this open mic and these very very famous comedians were hosting it and everyone was there and I showed up Four hours before the open mic, because I had a class that finished like two blocks down the road. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be early for the open mic, I get to choose my spot. No, I didn't. Because all the new comedians were there, because they were just expecting these really famous comedians to say, Stop the open mic, I need him. Please come to me, take all this money, take this these cookies and this puppy, and we shall (laughs) we shall amble around the country. You and I. Making comedy and saving lives and fighting crime. And I was just
0: like, this is... In, just... in, some, in some sort of, like, 80s uh, TV show. Exactly.
1: And I was like, I can't be in a place... Famous
0: comedian, not so famous comedian, saving the world.
1: One of them's funny, and the other Someone. one tries. You know, so <laughs> it was it was just like, too much hope in one place. And I don't like too much hope in one place. So I just fucked right off. Came back home. Put on some Netflix. And just fell asleep at 9 p.m. and it was good. Okay. And God saw that it was good. (laughs) So yeah.
0: Okay. How Um, have you been?
1: And (laughs) what's what's your life been like?
0: Uh, I've been getting ready for my yearly birthday depression. If I if I could, I would hibernate through it. No, I mean I'm gonna have a little. You're invited. We're gonna have a little like birthday reunion. And in the end, I'm gonna be Like it's fine. Things are fine. I have friends, and that's all that matters.
1: I hate birthdays.
0: Like, I I hate
1: them. But the thing is, I hate them because of the expectation. I hate all occasions where I'm expected to be happy. I like being happy spontaneously. I don't like being happy on command. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because you need to plan it and then, like, everyone's calling you. And you have to be in a good mood. You have to be
1: in a good mood. And I reserve the right to be in a shitty mood whenever I feel like it. And if you're in a shitty mood on your birthday, you can't do anything about it. You've already got these people coming. You've already, like... Brought shit for people to consume. People get annoyed at you. Like, I, don't it's like your birthday. I don't like I'm it. I don't like it. Whenever, yeah. whenever my birthday is coming, everyone's like, "Say, what are you going to do for your you birthday?" You know what I
0: hate? I hate that Facebook now feels the need to remind you of stuff that happened, like one, two, oh, three, four, fuck. five years ago.
1: As a comedian, uh, tells a wonderful joke about this. But I remember, was it you? No,
0: I don't think so. A, because I, I, I remember I, I thought haven't.
1: I thought about telling a joke because um about a couple of a couple of months back. Facebook reminded me of a picture that I took with an ex-boyfriend. And Facebook was like, here's this mistake you made three years ago. And I was like, thank you, Facebook. I really want to know. And then I I saw a comedian do that joke. It wasn't as good as mine, I will admit. But the idea was the same. So I was like, I'm not going to. I
0: did complain here about, uh, like, uh, Facebook did remind me, like, one year ago, this happened. It's like, yeah. and, And it wasn't. A breakup post, but it wasn't what I posted right after, like, the guy broke up with me. And what did you post? I, oh my god, it was this really emo post because oh, I wanted I want to,
1: I want to, yeah. Uh, the,
0: it was just a text post and it said, uh, tomorrow would have been, tomorrow would have been nine months, but you didn't want that to happen. Something like that. And Facebook just like, one year ago this happened. And I was just like, and I was having a good day up to the moment that I opened Facebook. Fuck. So I was like, La, da, 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 da. I hate you. I hate you so much. So I tried to make a joke out of it. Uh, I tried to like tell people like, ha, 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 ha. But then friend's like, this really fuck you up. I'm like, yeah. yeah a little bit. So anyway, onto our Mexican stereotype. Could we just do this thing? We just start tra- talking and talking and talking and well, talking. Well, isn't
1: that the whole point of the podcast?
0: Seriously. You have a point.
1: Yes. So, our Mexican stereotype of the day is quinceañera.
0: Quinceañera.
1: Which happens to be also a famous uh, soap opera.
0: Yes. That, is that right? And a yeah. song. Oh, okay. With Dimitri.
1: How is How does the song go?
0: Um. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, uh, there's this, the, the chorus goes like, now, it's, it's basically like the proto, n- not a girl, not yet a woman, oh, 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 by i Spears. This. Yeah, like, so it's like, it's like, the woman like, awakens. N- it's a, yeah. n- so it's like, ahora despierta en la mujer que me dormía. So now the woman that was sleeping me wakes up. Because, of course, at 15, you're like a... a,
1: But there's a problematic lyric afterwards, because it's like, poco a poco se muere la niña. And little by little, the
0: the girl dies. Sir, you
1: can't sing about dying girls in Mexico anymore. And then
0: the adventure of life begins. And by adventure, they mean... Avoiding sexual harassment. Well,
1: uh, yes, and isn't that <laughs> an adventure? Isn't that an epic?
0: So, quincenera uh, you you're 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 a knowledgeable person. What do you know the history of quinceñeras? Yes, I do, of
1: course. Do. No. <laughs> um, has its origins in you know. There's actually most cultures have a version of this. Yes, there's like the sweet sixteen, 16 and the debutante, yeah. and you know the. the um, uh, it's this idea essentially of presenting to the world a woman who is now ready to be courted. married, yeah, to be courted into it. Like yeah. it's like announcing, like for sale. You know, it's, it's like, like it's like in the, right up. You know, it's like a Craigslist thing. It's just like in case anyone was yeah. wondering, Craigslist. this
0: this vagina is now open for business. A nicer. Girl might be on Amazon. Yeah,
1: well obviously <laughs> um back back in the day marriages would happen really at fifteen, sixteen, yeah. yeah. It was fairly common. So uh it was like this thing of this this girl is now ready to be married, so obviously the parents would go all out presenting not only her, but also the wealth of the family. The yes. idea that this, not only the wealth, but also the status by extension. So it's like this really, really extravagant lavish party. We was like, you know, we, we hired these people who carry swans and the swans are flying and they have and glitter they... and so on. And so yeah. uh, it started escalating and escalating and escalating. Into this and now thing. you
0: have, just said you had Sweet 16 and MTV where you had Yes. Dame mis quince. Quiero mis quince. want my quince. I want my 15. Because here was quince, 15, 15, 15 years old. Uh, so a lot has happened since then, but still we have quinceañeras. Did you ever go to quinceañera?
1: I, I did, yes. Uh, when I was 15, funnily enough, uh, all the women in my class also Were also
0: 15. turning 15. And
1: it was funny because... Um, I didn't really get invited to many parties for, for reasons which have, which have I trust, become evident um, to, at, at this point. But, he just
0: outdanced everyone. It was yeah, really embarrassing. Yeah,
1: I was just like, I was doing the worm. You know.
0: <laughs> the robot. <laughs> the robot
1: like throwing some shapes, you know. Like, no, no, I was... Um, But the funny thing was that I didn't get invited to many parties, but at Quinceanera, for some reason, it was like a
0: requisite. They needed, yeah.
1: Everyone needed to go. Everyone needed to be invited. And um, I did go to a couple of questionnaire parties of, of, of girls who were actually close to me, who, who I genuinely liked. But then there were others were like, it was my parents who were like, don't you want to go to a party? Everyone's going to be there. I was like, I don't. I really want to stay home and read or play Nintendo or whatever. And they would go like, no, that's not normal. You really should you
0: know everyone's gonna be there
1: like what is it with that cube why are you playing with that cube so much it's a GameCube, mum it's got things in it So like it's just not I'm not, I, I think she imagined me going like ooh, 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 just like this is such a great cube just like
0: it's purple six
1: sides Jesus fucking Christ and you can't see one of them but then oh there it is like, just, I don't know what, I don't know what my hey head. hey
0: the way you're selling it I know I
1: know we're missing out here but no I, I don't know what my parents thought. I did in my room all day, but it wasn't drugs and it wasn't sex and it wasn't masturbation that much either. Um, but then I got invited to the and I got to see this thing. And you got like an
0: invite. I got, like, it, it was, it, an was invite. it was a proper invite and you got thing, to dress
1: yeah. in a suit, yes. uh, which I had one of, of and I dressed in the suit and I looked like, I looked like a miniature substitute teacher. I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, okay kids, we're going to get through this. I don't really care about you and you don't really care about me, but we have to be together for a couple of hours. So let's just watch a movie and be done with it. And I was just, I was that guy. Um, so yeah, I I did go to, I I was, I was blown away by like the the sheer amount of money that was thrown into these things. I was like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and the girls, obviously the girls, that was the first occasion to me, at least, where you got to see the girls wearing the makeup and the hair and the dresses, and back then I was very much strange as an hour or or identifying as such. Um, and I did have a number of crushes, and I remember it was like, holy mother fuck, these girls are hot. Like I was, I was. You absolutely- found the
0: the, the like. Like the actual quinceanera with the huge dress? Or? Oh well,
1: The thing is, in my school, because my school was for rich fucks, I was there on scholarship. Before you start judging me, I wasn't actually rich. Um, but my, my school was was for very rich people. So it wasn't in fashion for the quinceanera to be wearing the like whole... Like the huge puffy the dress. It was more
0: the, the, the sleek...
1: The sleek, understated, you know, early 2000s... Um, you know, cocktail dress, yes. you know, showing a lot of leg. They, they I'll, I'll be Legs honest. Legs for days. Even these girls who were mean to me and awful to me, they all looked like rock stars. Every single, I was surprised because that was my fir- the first time I realized that women can shape shift. <laughs> women have shape shifting powers and they can become a different woman. And all of a sudden, this girl was like, Jesus fuck like she was so beautiful and I had crushes every like, everywhere I looked I was like I, I, I could marry her but I could also marry her and I remembered then I had no friends I had no prospects I had no future and then I went back home and I played with my cube yay everything Ooh, that's, was fine there's a sick side uh, um, my mother was giving me dice like you have you like cubes just play with these I was like
0: woohoo here have an ice cube
1: have an ice cube exactly <laughs>
0: Hey. How about you? How about me? I actually uh, the first uh, quinceañera at my school. I was not invited to. I was <gasps> that popular. Uh, oh my goodness! Were there other people who were not invited? Or was it just like you? It was just me. Oh, fuck. it was just me. And fuck. and and the girl later said that it was it had been a quote unquote oversight, which I sincerely doubt because there was like a person in front of me and a person behind me and like on the row. In the classroom Both of them got an invite By Like By her Like the she was handing hunt. She was handing And i out And you know Like I turned thinking Okay this is a thing We have to do you, you, I don't like you You don't like me But you're gonna give me This invite And I'm gonna go to your party And things are gonna be fine But she's like Literally just Skipped over me And then like The day before her party She was with two other friends And she Like she walked to me And she's like Are you coming to my party tomorrow? Um, and I told her I don't. I told her I don't know. I, I told her I didn't know I was invited to your party, and she's like, "Why? Everyone's invited. Like you didn't give me an invite." And she's like, "Of course I did." I'm like, "No, you didn't." So I think that what happened since her mom and my mom were both uh, in charge of planning several parties uh, during the year.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, at some point, you know,
1: there was a falling out.
0: If not a falling out. They asked her or something. She's like, "Of course I gave you an invite. Here it is." And I'm like, "Sure." I did not end up going to that party because I was, I was, I was in dinner and my parents were in that, like, they weren't going like, you should be, you know, my parents, they knew what had happened. <laughs> of course. Like, you can stay and play video games. It's fine. Um, so there, so that was, but, and, and then when I actually went to a quinceañera, I mean, I was, I was friends with this girl. And she was, and you know, like I was very much, I wasn't out of the closet, but I was very much aware of my sexuality at this point. So it like, and for me, my, my age bracket, like my classmates, there was one of them that I found attractive and he did look amazing in a suit, but everyone else I was like, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I went. I, was this a
1: more traditional quinceañera with a big dress and with a big thing and the whole?
0: She she had, she had the more traditional dress and then she changed to another to another more. Oh, there was the a, a costume yeah, no, change. There was so. a costume change, and then she had another for later on. It was it was a production. My my school wasn't for rich fucks, or so I tell myself. But I know in, in memory maybe it was, uh, and but yeah, I mean it was for me. You know, like. My mom had, you know, she was like an early feminist, so she was against quinceañeras. She was like, "This is dumb. This is stupid." My sister, when she, my sister's seven years younger than I, so when she actually turned fifteen, my mom was like, "You can either have a party or you can have a trip to a trip."
1: It. That's the that's the, yeah yeah you were rich yeah this is, <laughs> this is this is the ultimate test this is the ultimate test if you want to if you want to check your privilege. It's like but was, I don't. The, was I really, the woman really don't. was the woman given a choice because that that's what the girls in my in my class were given the choice, a trip to Europe or a consigna, and it's like when you can when you have that amount of money to spend on either thing I mean, How
0: expensive is a trip to Europe? Well ten dollars look twelve.
1: I used to go to Europe <laughs> I used to go to Europe every two or three years. But that's because that's because my family is from Europe. Yeah. So literally everything we spent was the ticket and then we would go to this tiny town in the north of Spain where people, I shit you not, stepped on grapes to make the juice for wine. That's quaint. It
0: was foot wine. <laughs> Was Oddly, it tasty? It
1: was actually quite good. It was actually, it was actually brilliant wine. Bri-
0: Maybe that's what's missing from a lot of my wines nowadays. Is,
1: my family is, to this day, I believe, the best wine in the world comes from. It's a region in Spain called La Rioja, okay. and it's just gorgeous wine, just like thick with fungus, and <laughs> it's it's just it's it's like syrup. It's, live. it's yeah, like no. syrup. It's delicious. But yeah, the quinceañeras, I think the problem with the quinceañeras is that they've kind of become this meme. Mm-hmm. And it's this meme that is very thinly veiled classism because you see the young you know the the the, the it's a very aspirational thing, especially for working class families, where they will literally go into debt. By oh, buying no, this insane dress and the insane... And then you have this concept of the chambelanes, which is like these cadets yeah. that you hire. They're, they're usually boys in her class. And you and dress like them...
0: cousins and blah, blah, blah. And
1: you dress them in military outfits with swords.
0: Sometimes. It's it's changing more to suits.
1: Yeah. Suit, okay, wh- whatever. But like, yeah. they, you, you do this whole thing with... And like they
0: do a dance. An entourage and, and a dance. But yeah, it, it is, it, it's not even that much a veil because like the more... Like quince- the Quinceañera party, the more traditional Quinceañera party, which is still happening in most of Mexico, it, it I mean it is again this status thing, you know, it's families showing, uh, you know, this is what we have, and as you say, um, they 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 just go
1: all out, I know.
0: all out, yeah. uh, and and I, and I don't know for for me, like on one hand, because because when my sister started. Uh she she went to a couple of uh, of those parties and I and I went and and since I could drive my parents were like why don't you take her yeah um, and it was just this weird thing where uh, you could tell that for some, for some like it after Sweet Sixteen came out on MTV actually the King says here in Mexico be, became this sort of like I also want this party that I see on. US movies and American media, where it's this, like, come to my party, and, you know, we're going to be bitchy, and, you know, it became weirdly a, a, a copy, wanting to be a copy of that thing, Yeah, and it, but that was also in a certain bracket, On the other was just, again, this traditional, huge puffy dress, uh, first time this girl is wearing makeup, oh my god.
1: And the hair is up, and, and everything is just, uh, yeah.
0: And we're, and we're going to judge everybody. It, it's a very campy of... experience also. It is, it's it a is, a very campy
1: is. aesthetic that has followed. And yet, even though I'm not, I swear I'm not a classist, there are a series of videos on YouTube. It's Quinceañera Fails.
0: Oh yeah, that's really and funny. And
1: I fucking can't get enough. Just like, it's so good. My favorite, my <sighs> personal favorite happens to be one... Where, and I have no explanation for this, and maybe this is why it's so funny. There's no context. There's a quinceañera holding a tray of what seems to be flaming cocktails. Yes. Like, a bunch of flaming cocktails. Why would you make the quinceañera carry these cocktails? Okay. Have you, there are waiters in the background.
0: Okay. I'll explain to you in a second.
1: Oh, is there a reason yes. for this? Okay, so she's carrying these flaming cocktails, and then a moth, proverbially... <laughs> Goes towards the flame as they do. Yeah. That's what moths do. And she, the, the moth a flies. Big to, moth. A, a big moth. A big moth. It's a big moth. And obviously she goes, oh, and she, you know, she just, she jolts back for, and then of course she is carrying flaming <laughs> fluid. And so the flaming fluid spills on her dress, which is essentially made of like styrofoam. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it just, the whole thing catches on fire and she's just like, ah! And everyone's just rushing to put her out, and it's just ruined her. Fifty.
0: And it's. I feel so bad for that girl, but I also laugh so hard. Oh my god, I laugh so much. Have you
1: got explanations for the for the flaming? Yeah. uh, The
0: the the thing is that uh, especially nowadays uh, it uh, it, it's uh, the 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 quinceañera like the dance and everything like they they want to do something that's like very showy. Uh, So some quinceañeras will, like, for example, there was a quinceañera that did uh, the the cloth dance. You know, the ones with the the, the two cloths.
1: Oh, yeah, like uh, air... Air air
0: air air dancing. Air dancing, yeah. Air dancing, Um, yeah. So they're they're trying to do something that's very showy for her. And for a while, this flaming cocktail idea was, uh, you know, they had these cocktails. She would, like, carry them to the center of the show. and I think some like the chamelanes would like take one and like blow it out it was just this like big showy thing
1: but what but
0: you're having her serve them why no she's not serving them she's she serving
1: is... them that's how you carry that's how you carry a cocktail tray when you're serving cocktails you carry a tray and you're like cocktails. well she's not cocktail. she's not taking
0: them to each table she's bringing she's bringing this this flame, you know, like, oh, look at me, I control fire. I'm practically Prometheus here. Exactly. Like... I'm bringing this to you. So each of the Shyamalanes takes a glass and they do like a little dance. and With the so, glass? Yes. Yeah. So that was like, oof. And then after that video, that... That kind of died down a
1: lot. Well, yes. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know this was like. I, I was always wondering, like, why you're and, and like, still serving. And, and you see, and
0: for example, like some girls learn, like, you know, there the, was the, like it's just really weird. Like, this girl learned a whole choreography to Roxanne, the Moulin Rouge, uh cover of Roxanne. The song
1: about a prostitute. Yes, exactly. Thing. And
0: it's like, do you know what this song means? But then you see the, the the choreography, and she like comes in in this like very tight dress and like a little purse, and you're like, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're doing, honey? Cause this She's is... 15.
1: No 15-year-old 15 girl or boy has any business knowing what they're doing. They have a right to be idiots. That's
0: true. They have a right to be That's idiots. True. But
1: a parent should have been close saying, you know, songs about, you know, a man thinking about killing a prostitute because he's jealous? No, yeah. Maybe Maybe not. not. <laughs> Or, you know, like... What other song? Flaming, like, what is essentially fuel. Carrying flaming fuel.
0: There was this girl that for her, for... I don't know how to call it, but for, like, her, you know, show, uh, did a, a song and dance uh, to the song Pretty Woman, dressed like Julia Roberts in the movie Pretty Woman. Okay. And it's like... Honey, but but Julie Roberts, honey, is is a hooker with a heart of gold. I know, I know, I know. She is, she is. How do you know Roxanne isn't?
1: Wait. <laughs> you don't have to put on that red light.
0: Oh my God! Walk
1: the streets for money, you, oh, because she doesn't care if it's wrong or if it is right. That's the thing. Julie Roberts, Judah. I knew care. it. You have been QED. <laughs> Point proven. Roxanne doesn't care if it's wrong or if it's right. And Julia Roberts, she's just walking down the street.
0: <laughs> Good. Thanks to the lovely musical accompaniment.
1: Yes. Oh, we do get these things. Have we talked about this? This happens in Mexico a lot. But we, just, we, we haven't
0: gotten this in the podcast.
1: Okay. Well, uh, to explain what sounds like a wailing clarinet in the background, <coughs> sometimes uh, musicians... To make a buck during the week when they have no events going on or whatever, they will walk the streets and they will literally just start playing things and they will expect people to give them money. And sometimes, sometimes I do it. Sometimes, too. sometimes yeah. I'll do it. Sometimes well, I'm just annoyed.
0: In my in in one of the apartments I lived in, we had a neighbor who was learning the trumpet, and he practiced like it's it's like it's nine a.m. on a Saturday. Let's practice, and we're like, "Fuck you." Well, he's
1: dedicated.
0: Yeah, but we aren't. Anyhow. On to the meat of the show Today we're going to talk about something we started talking about last episode I'm looking forward to this (laughs) We're going to talk about fanfic
1: (laughs) Fanfic Fanfiction
0: Fanfiction.
1: Fanfiction.net. .net net. So, Martin Leon, as the expert Can Um, you give us a definition of what fanfiction is?
0: Of course Fanfiction (coughs) is the best thing that has (coughs) happened to the world No, okay well, not totally actually. <laughs> not at all. It's the oh. best thing that's happened to me. Uh, fan fiction uh, is uh, when a fan of a show, fan fiction, create, takes inspiration from a show or other media. There can you know it's books, uh, video games, even real people, uh, and then you write a story uh, with uh, that set with taking the elements of that show or book or video game or whatever, movie, and you put it out in... Well, you don't have to put it out into the world, Max, actually. You can just write for yourself, as I do sometimes. I'm
1: just writing for myself. <laughs> for me. I don't want anyone to read what I'm writing. I've written seven books, and they're all for me.
0: Exactly. Well, I haven't written some books, but I, I, there's some fanfic that's really does. personal. There's some fanfic that's really personal. This is just for me. Hey, like, not, I don't need. I'm not judging. There's so
1: many things I write that I, I never want anyone to see. Exactly, it's, it's fine.
0: So that's fanfic. It's stories uh, based on existing uh, <coughs> works uh, by fans, but and it, it's kind of uh, if it is, but that they're not. Um, they're not taken. Under the cover, like you could argue sometimes, like you know, in comics or something, like this one person is writing this one character that they did not create. Like, yeah, but they're doing it under the Marvel uh, umbrella. They've permission. Exactly, exactly. So it's not. It's uh, what's the word for abalado? It's not um, sanctioned. It's not sanctioned. Thank you by the copyright owner or owners of the original work.
1: Yeah, the sanctioning is not even sought. Like they. Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> no, 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 no. no.
1: So basically, that's all it takes to write fanfic.
0: And it's an old thing. It's a thing that people have been doing for a long, long, long time. Like, Centuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like as long as, as as long as there have been stories, there's people saying like, but what if? What if? Yeah.
1: Like the reason why mythology sometimes is so rich is because you had people telling new stories about yeah. the same old characters. And that, that's
0: or, of, that's a, that kind of thing. For example, I think in order for fanfic to exist as as, as old as it is, you do need the concept of an author. Because when when stories were like uh, you know like they were just stories told and you know like one one storyteller would go from town to town telling the story and then it would, like myths would get like quote unquote distorted yeah. as they went through places you couldn't say that that was fantastic because there was an, an author there that would say like this is the this is the canon uh, but once you have the concept of author which is basically when the printing press more or less was developed. If not a little bit earlier, um then that's when you can say, okay, this is the this is the the main work, and then there's the and then you have like the first the first huge piece of fanfic in history, uh the divine comedy. The divine comedy. <laughs> also the first Mary Sue.
1: <laughs> well he literally wrote himself into it yeah. Uh, he gave himself a pairing
0: Exactly oh, yeah. And then he's just like Who do I not like That's gonna be in hell forever And what's gonna happen to them um, And then uh, Again Once media became like Because of course you had fanfic for like uh, Sherlock Holmes and everything But it was harder For people to get together And enjoy each other's uh, Made up You know Original stories around A character that already existed um, when when Star Wars, for example, happened, there were a lot of and Star Trek, there were a lot of fanzines that they made. They wrote they wrote their own stories and they shared them like among a, a small group of friends. There was this huge fight between fans of Luke Skywalker and fans of Han Solo uh, for who was going to get uh, Princess Leia. That was before the twist that <laughs> it turns out that. Uh, Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker getting together would be incest. Uh,
1: oh my goodness, this is not Game of Thrones, that's a previous episode.
0: And I mean, it's not like incest has stopped any fanfic writer. Like, there's so uh, there's really? so much incest. Is there a lot of incest? You know the, the series Supernatural? Yes. You know the main two characters? Yes,
1: the brothers. That's oh the my main, god, no.
0: That's the main ship of that show. The twin. Tw- twin. twin. twincest, twinchester. <laughs> that's the main ship of that ship. no, no I'm, I'm sorry actually the main ship is, is uh, Castiel and no it's Cass and Destiel so it's the angel and the and brother
1: so I'm sorry I'm so reeling from so like there's a lot of people who want to see the brothers oh fucking- my
0: god my god my god we should, we should, I should have started with Supernatural as first example I, li- I like
1: to think that these people are only children like they, they, they have to be an only child to be able to write incest without that's, a,
0: that's, that's a interesting what fanfic was, because, uh, and, and it's something that's, uh, it's been more discussed now, because there's, I mean, of course, fanfic does not have to be sexual. There's a lot of fanfic that is, you know, it's just like a, a new adventure with the Star Trek characters, or it's the Thundercats, but they meet me in my living room <laughs> and they take me to Thundera, or it's, you know... It's, I get to go to Gravity Falls. Ooh, what hijinks will ensue. Of right. course Mabel looks at me, immediately wants me to be her best friend.
1: Well, it's all about pulling a fantasy down on paper, right? Yeah. Because everyone who's become emotionally invested with fiction yes, has fantasized about being a part of that part of that world. You know, it's every time. Like I remember watching... Uh, the never-ending story. I was like, God, that would be awesome, yeah. Or like, I, I would love to have a dragon. Or I would love to have magic. I would love to... I wouldn't like to go into Hogwarts. <laughs> because, because I'm it's a safety I'm hazard. a teacher. <laughs> and reading the Harry Potter books as a teacher is like, these people have no business running a school.
0: I know. But
1: that being said obviously when I was reading the Harry Potter books as a child I was like god that would be fucking awesome just receiving a letter and it's like I don't care if I don't have friends here I belong to a different world and I'm going to make friends there and I'm going to get magic and it's going to be amazing everyone fantasizes about yes, this of course. what house would I be in And would they- <laughs> it Every test seems to think so, but the whole point is, I I, I wanted to be Ravenclaw,
0: actually. Me too. The exact same thing.
1: I cheat on the tests, trying to get the Ravenclaw results, and I still get Slytherin. (laughs) It's like, it's on to me. It's like, you're cheating to get the result that you want? Slytherin. That's it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, So, yeah, that's, I mean, there's a lot more of the history of fanfic, but in a nutshell... Once the internet came along, it just was way more, way, way easier for everyone to get together and like, look at this thing I wrote, and look at this fan art I, I drew, and look at my original character. What do you mean? It's me, and, and in self insert, of course not. She's totally different. She Which well, is such a hair. weird
1: thing when people say this is a self insert. Like every character is a self insert. Every single author that has ever written anything. Every character is a part of themselves, even if it's just the way they speak or the way they think they
0: should speak. Like, I hate. Sorry, aside. I do a lot, and I think the the listeners may hate it. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I mean. Fanfic, especially uh, once it started getting really popular among internet forums, and especially when you got like a stigma of being uh, mostly written by younger people, especially younger girls, it got a it got a stigma. Is it a
1: mostly female thing? It, it
0: I, I do I do feel that it was it, it, it is a place, a haven, a safe space for a lot of uh, young uh, girls and young women, especially when you read their own experiences where they feel that. Uh fanfic was a place for them to explore sexu- their own sexuality in a way no place else was exploring, and in a way that was completely safe. Of course. And it was because they were in complete control of the fantasy, complete control. And of course, it was like, of course, uh, what's-his-face from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh, Angel. Uh, Will fall, we'll fall in love with me. Um, I wrote that fanfic, too. Did you? I did not Angel. I wasn't a fan of Buffy, but like, oh my god, of, of course, just
1: how many character, how many fictional characters has fictional Martin Leon been in love with?
0: Oh, been in relationships <laughs> with. Is this is this question uh, too direct? It's not too direct. It is direct, but uh, I mean, the thing is, if, if I'm, if I like, usually when I when I, I I'm very fandomy in that. I relate to media and I'm always thinking, okay, who's the guy I like? Who's I like? Who's the, who's the girl I want as friend? Who, like, I, I, I start inserting myself into the story, like, immediately. Uh, and I think this has changed recently, uh, and I mean really recently. But for example, like, uh, when I started, when I, when I discovered Fanfic, I was playing Final Fantasy VIII. So, like, immediately I fell in love with Zell. Uh, who was like the monk character? I ended up shipping him. Like, there's this very true thing about shipping, about, you know, like the characters you, you see together in a piece of media. And it's, your ship is always the character you see yourself, you, uh, see yourself in and the character you want to date in the story. Uh, then that's basically a rule. So, okay. uh, Zell, even, it's weird because with, 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 um, with Final 8 like the first character i was totally like smitten by was uh zell because he was like he was fun he was spunky, and he was like and he and he he was like a warrior and he seemed like a really fun 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 character and i shipped him with cypher which again crack ship because they like have two lines to each other in the whole and like yeah. and of course it was also a problematic thing because cypher would bully him well, yeah i mean anyway
1: um, <laughs> I like how you think about all the <laughs> complexities of this, uh,
0: and and <coughs> the thing is, like, I started playing uh, Final and then I discovered, and I, and that's when I got like really into into fanfic. So I uh, to the point where I, when I came back to the game, I was like, why aren't they like s- spending so much time together? I'm like, right, because this is not the story in the fanfic. This is the video game. They don't really talk to each other in the video game. <laughs> Uh, So that was my first one And then like Coming back Like there was of course Wolverine Wolverine There was uh, Phoenix from Sensei Yeah there was also Gambit from X-Men There was What's one of my
1: Clearly you have a thing For the morally Questionable male
0: of course, yeah. of course. But then, for example, in Dragon Ball, I, I didn't see the first, the like, original Dragon Ball, because I hated Goku. But when Goku became grown and buff, and hi, how are you, Goku? Are you good? I'm good, too. Uh, oh, my Goku, God. Goku became, like, my main crush on Dragon Ball. Really? Yeah. And he's, like, unequivocally good. Uh, yeah, he's, and,
1: and, and, he, and he's, he's goody-goody.
0: And some people might think that Vegeta would be, like, the guy in that series. But, I mean... The thing is, I love the Vegeta Bulma relationship so much. I cannot, I cannot. I don't want them to be anything other than together. I don't
1: want to get in the way.
0: Exactly. Uh, although, also, like later with Gohan, <clears> like <throat> Goku's son, I was like, I could have Goku as a father-in-law. I'm good with that.
1: <laughs> and then you wrote a relationship between Goku and his son. No, never. Oh
0: God, I don't, I don't ship, and I don't ship incest, and I don't ship real people.
1: Right. Here's the thing about and. I've got mixed feelings about fan fiction as a thing that happens.
0: As a concept,
1: yes, because I understand the the fantasy exercise in it. I understand the fun in it, even, Uh, but I don't like the fact that fan fiction is taken so seriously sometimes. Because, really, you're stealing. You're stealing, you're stealing, you're stealing. The fact that you don't want to profit from. Yes. I am the, hurt. I'm sorry, but it's true. Deeply the hurt. The fact that you don't want to profit from the thing that you're stealing doesn't me- make it any less stealing. It's just, oh, but it's my own thing, it's my own thing. Yeah, but it's not. It's not, because someone went through the trouble of creating these characters and creating these things. So, I, I sometimes, like, I've. I've not, not really with you, but, like, I've had the discussion with people who's like, but fanfic is literature. No, it's not. Why not? It's because there is a certain degree of um, how, how can I even put this in word, into words? Um, there is a degree of self-serving in the sense that this is something that I like to do, but like it's the same problem you have with with um, El James. Why is El James? Why is it bad that E.L. James became so popular? It was bound to happen because eventually people were going to legitimize plagiarism. If someone, if someone took your jokes and made their own jokes with them, just changing some names and changing some things, and they became famous with them, and they defended themselves with, well, I'm such a fan of Martin Leon that I just wanted to tell his jokes. I wanted to, to to tell those jokes, even if they're not charging for a show. If someone is telling you jokes, you're going to be offended. You can know, but
0: those are mine. That's a weird comparison. Uh, I mean, yes, but also not, 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 but. Uh, I I don't see clearly the point uh, you're make, you're making because for me, you know, like this is the thing that's happening in painting for as long as painting has been a thing. The first thing you do in a painting school is, you, maybe the first thing you do is like, look at this and paint it, but then you start looking at the masters and you start Copy. copying, you know, and being like, okay, this is, uh, in, in fact, uh, the, 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 the San Carlos Museum here in Mexico City did a the whole thing about how uh, they would go, like, some students would get the chance to go to Europe, they would copy things and bring them back, and that's how people would get the chance of seeing something that approximated, like, some... And, and of course, you can't say that nowadays, because, like, if you want to read, or if you want to watch something, I mean, sometimes piracy is the way they're going to do it. But uh, what I meant is, I think that part of it is when you're starting to write, and a lot of fanfic writers are... People who do have an interest in writing, even if they're not going to take it to a professional setting, this is like writing on training wheels because you already have, in a way, the harder part done, the world building and the character building. So you take someone. It's who, just plot. That you exactly. Need. So you want, and of course, uh, nowadays, you know, like, You, sometimes you can be like, and I've done this, but like, such characters, this character is completely out of character, but I don't care, whatever. Um, like, when I ship Cypher Cell, Cypher is like the best boyfriend ever, which is completely out of character. Um, but in a lot of places, when you are looking to read, like, more, for example, Game of Thrones fanfic, you're maybe trying to read, you're gonna, you find a story that says, you know, like, this is the future of Sansa in this post-finale thing, or like, an alternate finale for for Sansa. And you do want a fidelity to the character. And and I feel that in that way fanfic is how writers learn to write. Because it isn't just about the you know, the concepts of payoff and setup and you know a dialogue has to feel realistic, whatever. It is also about like saying, okay, I can take these elements that exist and put them in another setting and then fans of this will tell me you did a good job or you didn't do a good job sometimes with really awful comments. Uh, but I think that the community about fanfic has that thing going for it, that there is this good in teaching people how to write because, of course, a lot of these people will be like, okay, now I want to write my own thing. And at first it's like, now I'm going to take these characters and put them now on a completely different setting. Like, again, we're going to do a, like a Jane Austen version of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, and now we're going to try to do a sci-fi version of um, super, well, Supernatural's already yeah. fantasy, but but we're going to take them to the future and whatever. And I think in that, in that aspect... Especially if either not profiting from the from the original uh, material, uh, yeah. I mean, of course, you could call it stealing. I find it. I find it. I find it. That it's, you know, it's like it's boring borrowing. Uh, if someone and Rice was completely as was mentioned was completely against people using her characters yes. in in any fanfic, she would like look. She would like find them and you know cease and desist and everything. But I think also. I mean, for me, of course, someone taking my jokes and saying and saying them the same way, even if they aren't making any money out of it, I would, I'd be like, you know, dude, write your own jokes. Um, and they
1: could say, but why? I'm, I'm, on, I'm on training wheels. I just started doing stand up two months ago, so I, you know, your joke about your joke about pubic hair. Yes. I'm changing it to a female pubic hair. Yes. But I'm telling the same structure, maybe some words are different, and as many comedians do, we've seen them well, do but, it.
0: But, but here's the thing, when you're reading a fanfic, for example, you're reading a fanfic of Game of Thrones, you're never assuming that the person, like, if you go on an open mic and someone does my joke, like, and and they don't say my name. They're
1: passing it off as their own. Exactly.
0: In a fanfic, you cannot, like, unless someone is really living under a rock.
1: That is true. There is There is a certain honesty to it, except when it becomes E.L. James. Except when we, in the, as a society, start legitimizing, E.O. James is
0: a weird phenomenon because it it, it it's it's weird. Uh, there's this uh, video by Folding Ideas, uh, a lukewarm defense of Fifty Shades of Grey. I love Folding Ideas, but like one mentioned is like okay, you have this, you know, Twilight happens. Twilight, Twilight was amazing fandom wise because it also, it, I mean, for as much as I. I never read Twilight, and I, I don't, don't plan to. I never watched the movies. Um, but they were... As far as fandom became... It was the first time a fandom that big, that strong, became so mainstream. Yeah. Uh, and it also changed... The, it was also this time on social media, in which there was this weird thing about how authors related to fans online and about how social media affected this whole thing. And and E.O. James, which became, began writing this... Alternate universe, uh Twilight Fanfic in which uh Edward isn't a vampire but rather this like hotshot millionaire who happens to like BDSM, which is you know, like ooh, ooh. Uh, and, Edgy. Of, of, and of course only people with mental illness like BDSM. Like my god, fuck you, E.L. James. Um but uh and the the, the thing with uh E.L. James is that she she's a very uh she's a very specific Type of person in which she became, I think, E. O. James did at some point get in her in her head that she was a genius author. Really? Yes. No. And and like, there's there's you know, like she she's a kind of fanfic author who would not like if you had any sort of negative thing to say say about her, you know, she would send her. Her little army of fans to destroy you. She was not... She was just a toxic personality. Let's just go there.
1: Yeah, but that toxic personality was bred in a place where people didn't, like... I don't have a problem with someone saying, you know what? I'm copying this as a way of giving myself pleasure. I'm copying myself as a way of of, of, of enjoying the fantasy. And here it is for you all to see. That's fine. The problem is it blurs the line. Yes, of what belongs to you and what doesn't belong to you, <clears throat> and
0: this is and I will, I will I will go back to my 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 strongest experience because uh, Cipher Cell Cipher was a very what's like, what we call a rare a rare ship in that it like three people shipped uh, Cipher Cell and, and you I, were two I'm, of them and I'm exactly yeah. uh, like uh, if you look for fanfics like there's ten and one of them is mine.
1: How many fanfics did you write about them?
0: Several, but I only published one, (laughs) Uh, which I really liked. Actually, it was to this date my favorite fanfic I wrote. Uh, No, I don't know. How long was it? It wasn't that long. It was. It was like. It was like. It must have been like eight thousand words. Okay. Yeah. So um so anyway. So but Cypher wasn't wasn't like again it was a rare ship. And and, and F eight it like it, it was it especially now like you see more happening, especially in Squall Cypher, which is like the main ship for that for that video game. Um but it was but like the fandom wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. And then when I came to Teen Wolf and started like because the thing is I came to Teen Wolf through steric through the through the fanfic through the because like i was seeing this fanart and i and i love the trope of the supernatural boyfriend which was began <laughs> but which was not began but which because it really really it began with um who began that trope uh the my monster boyfriend started with like the monster movies from the 60s yeah like, like um bewitched exactly yeah uh so uh twilight kind of you know happened and then mtv Basically, like, piggybacked of that for Teen Wolf. And, you know, but there's no vampires in Teen Wolf, by the way. That's part of the canon. Uh, so, so, it started happening in this, in, in my timeline in Tumblr. Tumblr is like where most of fandom happened for me. And I saw, like, this human boy with a werewolf boyfriend, hot werewolf boyfriend. I was like, I'm there. So I started, like, reading, and you and you saw the gift sets, you know, and they're like, oh my God, look at the face. they love each other so much. And I was like, if there's a werewolf boyfriend or the possibility of a werewolf boyfriend in this series, I have to watch this series. And then I started watching the series, and I was completely led astray by the fandom. But I still watched uh four and a half five and a half five and a half seasons. There you
1: go. <laughs> by then you were roped.
0: By then, and the thing is, I, I, honestly, uh, the, I think one of the reasons the main ship in that in that series is Styles Derek is that they're t- they're two better actors. Okay, and that's like. Dylan O'Brien, who plays Styles later and did The Maze Runner, then he did American Assassin, he was gonna, he's gonna be in a biopic recently. Uh, Tyler Hecklin, who did Derek, uh, he was Superman, the Supergirl series, he's been in a couple of movies, he was actually in the sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker. Really? As, and yeah, he did, like, he played a tiny part there. And so they're, like, think, like, even though the main character of the series, which is Tyler Posey, who is also really hot, uh yeah oh my god I watched Teen Wolf also for the pecs and the abs people I admit it why wouldn't you? exactly do you if you've seen Tyler heckling without a shirt you would not complain yeah so anyway um so like I started I see I see this on my timeline I'm like completely I'm like I'm there and I start uh watching and the thing is like Styles is portrayed as very much straight for the first seasons. And, and they start playing with what they call gay baiting in, in the TV tropes, which is when like, it's like, ooh, could they, could, could he they, be gay? Could he be a gay and character? Like, no. yeah. And, and Derek, uh, he has, a problematic past, but then he starts having a relationship with a, with a, with a woman in like a later season. So, so, like, yeah, they could be bi, sure.
1: If they, bi- if those bi- people exist. <laughs> If they even exist, and
0: the, and there was like a and there was like a, like a, a dialogue in which it seemed like the <clears throat> writers were making were making Styles bisexual, but they were totally just gay baiting people. Um, so uh, by this point, I'm very I'm very much stuck because I, the thing is, since a lot of the fanfic is rewriting the season in order to make Styles Derek happen, save the world. Prom Kings. Yes. Uh, they, you know, I I didn't have to watch a series to be honest. It's not that deep or complex of a series that I wouldn't get the gift of it from one fan thing, but I was like, I need to watch a series. And of course, oh no, Tyler lost his shirt again. What a horrible thing to happen. Um, but then by season, by the end of season three, there was this hope among fandom that if they just shipped Styles and Derek hard enough, Jeff Davis, the creator of the series, would be like, fine, you can have it. We will, we will write it. We will write it. But there was this feeling, and for me it was weird because I, because I was, by that point I was like at least five years older than the average Teen Wolf uh, character and watcher, so uh, so for me, <laughs> not like outgrown. the the idea, not outgrown, but the idea that you could ask that of a series, that you could say, I want these to this to happen, especially when Glee had happened. So I was like, there's already gay things happening, you know. They don't, you can't say, oh, this needs to happen for representation. Yeah. There's there's Glee, yeah, there's representation. So yeah. and if the and <coughs> if, if the author doesn't want it to happen, yeah. like who are you. To tell them I own this and It's you their character to- yeah. and, I, and I love Steric And I l- will read Everything Steric To an embarrassing degree <laughs> um, My god But But I will But but it was just weird of me Of seeing And then the fandom Around Steric Became super toxic In Because the, There was this uh, There was this Contest uh, To see which was The fandom w- Which The ship with the most fans And Steric seemed To Posed to win it alongside uh, the supernatural ship that's now the two brothers. That's the angel and, and again, supernatural boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, very popular. It and of is, course, yeah, of course. Uh, and if you see a lot of Staric, like, Styles is the self-insert character. Like, of course, he's the human who's clumsy yeah. and, you know, romantic comedy. And he's like, he's so nice, but people don't appreciate him. But then he meets this brooding werewolf. And, ooh, at first he's mean, but then he's nice. And then they marry Aww. under the moon. <coughs>
1: uh, of course they would. I'm yes,
0: yeah. under a weird werewolf <coughs> ritual. Um
1: I can't imagine if- living with a werewolf. Like, hair,
0: hey, everything. <laughs> Just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I've been with guys that are like that and they're not werewolves. <laughs> they,
1: they're shedding constantly. Uh,
0: yeah, and also, and also, Derek also has a thing with you know he's broody and he has a tormented past. The whole story of Derek in the series, which then the series kind of hand waves away in a very problematic way, but uh, his whole family dies in a fire. Uh, his whole werewolf family, oh, uh, except for his older sister, um, and then but then it turns out that one of the there were werewolf hunters. And one of the werewolf hunters who is like way older than him, uh, seduced him in order to get to the house and murder his family. Uh, so, you know, it was, and, and then, and, 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 then that can kind of, again, that kind of gets hand-waved away in a, in a very, problematic way in the series. Um, you could do it. Luis still we believe in the power of fire for you. So yeah, but coming back. As I said, the the fandom became really toxic, and and this expressed itself in that. Of course, there were other ships with with Stark, like Styles got ship with the main character Scott, which is also a ship that I like. I'm again, I'm what people like. There's people that have like one ship and they're like ride or die, ride, like, or die. <laughs> ride or die, ride or die. They're like this is my ship and nothing else. We like in this house we ship Stark, uh, and I'm more of a multi shipper. Like I'll just like you'll ship anything like yeah you're
1: a ship promiscuous person
0: exactly Polish shipper shipper I, I like because one of the things I love about fanfic especially shipping fanfic is that like you could you could come up, like you know you can come up with good scenarios in which two characters are brought together and they develop maybe not like a romantic relationship but like a friendship relationship or stuff so like that's that's pretty cool um but then for example, at that point, I was beginning to write a uh, fanfic uh, where the ship was not Stark, And I posted the first chapter and I got so much vitriol on that fanfic. Or, really? like Just for wanting to write it. Like one of the comments, like, because I went away and I came back and usually like one of my fanfics, like, I'll go out for a day and I'll come back. And it's like, oh, it's got 30 views. Yay. Um, not at all like a popular writer in the in the fandom but this one was like I came back and I had like like fifty comments and I was like, oh this blew up, what's happening? And literally just a bunch of uh steric shippers telling me like one comment literally said you should die of cancer, of brain cancer. And I'm like I'm like whatever, you know, whatever. But I'm but but I I just you know figured like you know any other person, younger person, it's just you know going about the routine, coming home and finding this. And I'm like, this is a necessary vitriol.
1: And why was the vitriol? What was the problem people had?
0: I think, again, it's this idea of if we ship this hard enough, we can make it real. But if anything else exists out there, then that might become real. Like, again, it's just a weird idea. So we need to nip everything in the bud and we, we can just have steric happening. Because if anything other than steric is happening, we're, it's, it's like a, it's, it's, it's an attack on all of us.
1: And this reminds us that fanfic and fandom come from the word fanatic. fanatic. Yes. That is crazy. That is, I mean. just, and here's the thing, and this is what drives me insane. This is all, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, yeah. this is all a bunch of People who are stealing characters. Now, the reason why you're stealing those characters may be very admirable, or very, I can very much respect it, but in the end, aren't you all just enjoying yourselves? Like, it's, I have no problem with the fanfic when it's like in the spirit of, I enjoy these characters so much that I just can't get enough, let's just, but the problem is that, can't get enough is not something that should happen in fiction. Things end, stories end, when you fight the ending. I mean,
0: and to this day you have, you know, at, at one point, at what point does the reimagining of Sherlock and Holmes, like the one with Robert Downey Jr., stops being fanfic? Like, uh, it, is, it is a property and you liked it and you took it and you remade it. Uh, like, at one point, does that not have, it, it, why isn't that special? Deal. Like in some cases, when you know the copyright exists. Well, you, first of all, you're you,
1: paying for the copyright. But
0: with with Sherlock Holmes, I believe the copyright expired.
1: Has it? Has it been renewed? Isn't there I still don't know. A, an, an estate?
0: I don't know. I know that uh, uh L. Frank Baum, like The Wizard of Oz, is still under copyright, but
1: yeah, it depends on the it depends on the estate. Some some copyrights uh, and- do get. Uh,
0: renewed. Renewed. I, I. I don't know about. Uh, I mean, of course. Again, you could say, okay, well, they paid. And
1: uh... some of the greatest works of literature and cinema, there are copyright infringement. Copyright infringement. Like again. I hate to bring Shakespeare up again. but It <laughs> just keeps coming. I was going to bring him up. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. It was already a known story. Yeah. When the audiences who went to see Romeo and Juliet, they knew Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, it's that the, the thing about the Italian kids yeah. killing themselves. And Othello was called the Moor of Venice before. And like back then, obviously there wasn't a but coming back to your authorship. point because I
0: do think you have a point because I I don't my I mean, hysteric is still happening and there's still people drawing and and writing, and, you know, Seifel, there's a tiny... T- there's me. <laughs> there's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't... I think there, there does come a point where it does become toxic, and that fandom, not only in fanfic, but in general, tends to be a place where toxicity uh, it's brought out from people, because it isn't... It, in at one point, fandom becomes identity, and when fandom becomes identity, when it's something is so linked to your own identity that you that you think that this thing being handled "quote unquote" wrong is an affront to you, you have what happened with Star Wars, and you have what happened what, what happens with um, with Game of Thrones in, in the last episode, where, where, where it's not just I like this thing, but liking this thing is a part of my identity. So if this thing becomes something I don't like. Then my
1: identity is being attacked, mm-hmm.
0: and and as far as start goes, like when that happened, I'm like, I'm too old for this shit, I don't need to be in the middle of these teenagers fighting over if you know, whatever. So, I just like stopped, yeah, I just like didn't care about the Annons and everything. Uh, but, it, but I also like the one thing I wrote is, you know, like you can't, you know, this is if, if teen wolf is make believe and you're taking it and doing something else, like, it's fine, like, the canon being one thing doesn't mean, in fact, at this point, Teen Wolf isn't the most, um, the most, uh, you know, sophisticated series, it's yes. not, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not generation defining anything.
1: It won't be, uh, yeah. Exactly. Probably, but, I mean, but who knows,
0: it, right? But... but, I mean, it defines some, it's, no, but but i've read some some amazing teen wolf fanfic like even like alternate you know like it's the same story but different or even just taking the characters and taking them to completely like i I've, I've i've spent you know like a whole night reading a 200,000 word fam, fanfic that isn't you know yeah it's about these two characters but it's more about you know they they, they dealing with another thing be it, be it a mystery or a romance or whatever so um In 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 that aspect, I feel that fanfic has a has the the power, just like Shakespeare did, to like go over the original material and be and become better. Um, And I do I do think that the power the the amazing thing with fanfic, like even if it's quote unquote not a quote unquote, but even if you're stealing. For a little while, you're taking these toys that are in yours and like, I'm going to play with this for a while. What it can do for you, it's, well, it's one, it's very cathartic because again, you can give, you can take something you like and make, make something you like even better. Mm-hmm. Two, you can, you, you, you practice your storytelling skills. You become, you are, again, you're becoming a better writer because you are taking quote unquote the shortcut of this person built the world and built the characters and I could just like build upon them. And also uh when like community in fandom when it when it, it when we avoid the toxic parts, it's really great. Like I've I've made some friends through through fandom and like one of my best friends in the US, uh she was a Lord of the Rings uh fan and she was very much into the Aragorn Legolas uh, shit. ship. <sighs>
1: <laughs> I don't get it.
0: The, the, They're the cute together.
1: I, I don't get the whole fantasizing about characters that have nothing romantic going on between them. Fantasizing about oh, what would a relationship be like? I've never done it. I, I'm not saying I judge it. I'm just saying I've never ever 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 watched like a movie and seen like I don't know the shopkeeper. <laughs> and the, the protagonist, like, how would they work together? Like, maybe they'd have a shop together. I have. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't, it, it doesn't, but, but I, I find it fascinating that so many people uh, are so invested in it. My big problem is when these attitudes emerge of authorship and of possessiveness. And they, you know, they, like, I get Anne Rice. I get why Anne Rice would have the right to say, can you please stop? This is not yours. I created this. This is her job. She spent so much time doing it. And she has a right to say, I don't want you to. I don't want this and to happen. She did. And, and she did. And her right was. And she did. But then you get these authors who, like E.L. James, who eventually become entitled to use these. And just like, how much can I change this so that I don't get sued? You know, because I've seen the first. I haven't seen all of them. But I have seen the first Twilight almost fell asleep. uh,
0: Have you seen the first Fifty Shades? The first
1: Fifty Shades did not fall asleep. I didn't think it was that good, but I didn't fall asleep.
0: It's a Um, competent movie. It was. It's a movie. (laughs) It exists. It was
1: a movie. It was okay. It didn't. But the the
0: thing also with with the conversation around Fifty Shades of Grey that became really uh, annoying for me is that a. People took Fifty Shades of Grey as saying like this is the best fanfic can offer, and for me that was like, of course not. In fact, Fifty Shades of Grey is a bad fanfic.
1: Well, it's the best fanfic can offer in terms of achievement. I mean, because, assess- because because
0: because what E.L. James did, which a lot of fanfic writers wouldn't dream of doing, is she she self published. Yeah, she self published because I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of uh, fanfics I've read that that if I had read that in a book that I had bought from a store I would have been completely fine I'd been like this 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 person took a lot of effort but in- there are a
1: lot of people who are writing fanfic who are selling it
0: yeah now there's other ways to make money that's in fanfic that's
1: a problem that's a pro- I would have
0: a problem with it if I were the author that's it's- weird because then you, have, then you have J.K. Rowling who is like go forth my children um yeah but go forth my children
1: until somebody makes a movie uh, you know, million dollars. Shadow
0: Hunters is kind of, uh, it was originally a, I mean, she, actually the author got in water because of this because it was, it kind, of, it kind of started as a Hermione Draco fanfic.
1: Oh God. Like that. And that's something else that I, that yeah. I just cannot possibly understand. Like, people <laughs> choosing characters that are completely
0: monstrous and then going, oh,
1: how would they be having sex? It's also when
0: like, when what? when uh well you know we do love a bad boy.
1: No, no, we like a bad. We like why?
0: A, why is a bad Hannibal the the? Why did Hannibal become the thing that it became? And by the way, the Hannibal ship with whatever the name of him detected from the TV show Hannibal and the guy with the dark black hair. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Okay, well, main ship from that show.
1: Oh my god, it, it, that just
0: gave me chills. and they are it's and they just... are like. Murdering together! Singing. Fun! Oh god, no, it, it's uh, Tommy there's so many, That's what I think with something. It explores some very dark subject material. Like, there is a whole... Dark corner internet with dark inter- fanfics in there. I some people say that you know that's problematic, shouldn't be happening. Some people say, well, you know, it's a safe space for people to be exploring those ideas. Uh, I think that's a, that's a, that's a theme for another episode. But uh, coming back to Draco, as you were saying, um, m- my ship for um, for Harry Potter uh, again, rare ships usually, but except for Starek. Uh But my main ship for uh, and it came from a at one point uh, Rowling said about Charlie Weasley. Uh, that he preferred the company of dragons to the company of women. And my mind went, dragons, Draco, oh my god! (laughs) So I shipped Charlie Weasley and Raco. You
1: mean, did you write anything?
0: I'm writing something right now. And the thing, the the story for this fanfic, which the thing is this after the whole war thing. Uh, So the Malfoys are completely, you know, like, oh no, we're shamed. No, so Draco gets sent to Budapest, which is, I think, where the dragons are. No, where where is Charlie working? Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Something with a B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he sends it to Bulgaria uh, to the to a school where uh, to a school where um, Charlie Weasley is teaching dragons, and and so the whole point of the story is kind of a redemption redemption arc for. Draco, where he where he first is like, no, you're a Weasley, leave me alone. He but
1: doesn't need to be, re- like, redeemed. Like, ugh, oh, no, I can't. I can't. And, and Hannibal, but, but, but what... Hannibal. I mean,
0: but needs to be redeemed is a really weird thing to say. Nobody needs... No character needs to be redeemed. I just,
1: I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, it makes me uncomfortable. And it does make me... Since you touch on Harry Potter, I have read a couple of Harry Potter fanfics, mostly out of curiosity. Like, sometimes I'll, i have a lot of friends who are very much into it, and they're like, read this. I'm like, okay... And these are adult people yeah. Writing about minors having sex
0: Yeah, no This I, is uncomfortable for me I, I, I am a
1: teacher I age them up This is uncomfortable for me what is, but then again, I, I, what is the difference between writing a story For example about, the,
0: like, I'm sorry, finish No,
1: I'm just asking Like I've, I've seen adults writing stories about 13-year-olds having sex okay. And like, what is the difference between that and me writing a story about two of my teenage students Having sex is it fantasy? Sure. Is it
0: but whatever you write, write no? but but then if you write, I mean, there's a lot of male author well, authors in general who have made a book writing about underage sex. I know, uh, just, and you could say that they're maybe they're basing their one of the characters in someone you find would find really problematic, like a student or whatever. Uh, you wouldn't know. I mean. Um, but then you have uh, then you have other pieces of media that deal with uh, the sexualization of minors that are considered to be like the you know like oh my god look at how they they're daring and whatever. Uh, the, for example, one of the main reasons why Derek became problematic at first it was because uh, canonically in the first episode Styles is sixteen and Derek has to be at least twenty one. Mm. Although later it, it changes depending when you ask of Jeff Davis. But um he could be upwards. He could be all the way to 23 or, yeah, around there. Um, so, of course, some people saying, well, you know, that's, you know, he's 16, he's underage. Uh, of course, the, the series lasted for six seasons. So by the end, it's like, well, it's now okay. And people are like, no. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of problematic things in Fabric. Like I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to deny them. And I'm not going to say that I haven't had some, like, weird... You know, because I, I have come upon, like, really dark fanfics. And there's a whole, you know, if you type dark name of character, there, you'll find at least one fanfic in which the character is just bad, 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 bad. Um, so what was the question again?
1: <laughs> The question is just, like, I just... I,
0: I don't think it... I mean, here's the thing. I get, I get what you're saying you're seeing And, yeah, there are some parts of fanfic. But this, this, is, not, this, is, this is a whole thing with fiction. Like there's people who write like writing about you know minors in sexual situations. They just don't do it with Harry, with Harry Potter. Uh, it doesn't true. become any any less
1: disturbing because you yeah. know
0: it's original characters. It's true. It's, it's true. my OC. Uh, and in fact, sometimes it becomes like even more icky. Uh, but for example, with Harry Potter, I, you know, especially, uh, I mean, I've seen some great uh, Harry Potter effects in which it's just like a new thing that's happening with other students in Hogwarts. So they're, yeah, they're minors, but it's basically like a, like an unauthorized sequel to Harry Potter. And unauthorized sequels are a thing that's been happening for a while now. For a while, yeah. Um, in fact, there was this horrible thing with, uh, who was it? There was this male author who wrote like a sequel to this book. And he was like, if only I could publish it. And we're like, honey, that's called fanfic. Yeah. But he was like, but no, I'm not. Yeah, that's called fanfic. I
1: think that's my big problem with fanfic. The idea that a lot of fanfiction writers seem to be entitled in the sense that I think they shouldn't be. Because, yes, the painters will start painting by imitating Monet and imitating Rembrandt and imitating the Flemish masters Mm -hmm. and whatever. Sure. But they will not, like... They will not pretend that they're doing otherwise. And most fanfic writers don't pretend that they're doing otherwise. But some of them do. Some of them do get entitled to like, this is my story. Sure, the author gave me the setting and the characters and the world building. But this is my plot. <laughs> and because I, I wrote this thing where there's yeah. something new, then now this is mine. And I'm like, no, don't pretend that what you're doing is not amateur writer stuff. That is okay. It for is the okay most part,
0: fanfic writers, I mean, I get what you're saying. But for the most part, most fanfic writers don't think that. In fact, the main thing with E.L. James... The fact
1: that someone told you to die of cancer was because someone was entitled to your story. Someone was entitled to your fantasy. Someone felt that you but were... But it was probably a 15-year-old
0: kid somewhere
1: who this is really... This 15-year-old kid is going to grow up yeah. either a poor appreciator of literature because he doesn't really have any sense of appreciation for the work that goes into writing, or he will... Even worse, he will become a poor writer who thinks that uh, it just because I'm borrowing and borrowing and borrowing. And I know, I know I that think, it's I th- impossible to write something new. No. I remember this one time, like when, when yeah,
0: there's nothing new in sun No, when
1: when the, when the when the Harry Potter books exploded and everyone was like, "Oh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter," everyone approached my favorite author of all time, Neil Gaiman, who wrote a story in which a kid, eleven year eleven years old, dark haired with glasses and a scar discovers that he is a wizard and his parents are killed. And everyone went and was like, Mr. Gaiman, are you not of, art thou not offended that uh, J.K. Rowling is ripping you off? And Neil Gaiman, because he's perfect, he turns around and he goes, really? I thought we were both ripping off T.H. White. Yeah. Because the once and future game yeah. is basically the same thing. It's just like... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But here's the thing. Um, I don't... I do think you're... Going into a super soul, because I don't think this, this person that wrote to me, I think you should die of brain cancer. I don't think it, those were his two options. I think there's a lot of other options where he realizes when he's 18 that that was a stupid thing to do and he was dumb and whatever and he just, he may not even become a writer or even not even become a reader. He just goes, I think one of the main things we have to do right now is we need to come to a realization that, that there is such a thing as a healthy way to relate to fandom. There's a healthy way to enjoy media and we need to be with those people that healthily enjoy media and kind of shun those until that don't until they were like, okay, fine, I'll stop telling you should you should die of brain cancer just, just because you don't ship the same people as me. Uh, that's, that's what I think. And I, and I do think that again, in, in its, in its best, uh, in its best version Fanfic creates both better readers and writers because in wanting to write a fanfic, you realize how hard it is to write. Period. And yeah, there's—I'm pretty sure there's painters who're like, "I could do a Van Gogh. That's just a lot of. I could do a Monet. That's just a lot of dots.
1: I could do stand-up. All exactly. You have to do is t- tell people what you think.
0: Exactly. So I mean, yeah, there's toxic people everywhere, yeah, but I—but I think that you know, you know, keep the group. you're ever the optimist. I try to be.
1: Let's end on that note. Okay.
0: So, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, follow us on social media uh, Twitter, Facebook, Mexicans Podcast. You can uh, find Martin at Mintonarel. It's not that hard, people. Just my name with all the letters mixed up. On Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook as Martin Leon. And Think
1: of Mint on a reel, except it doesn't have a W. Oh my God.
0: E. Oh my God. You are so smart. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. You no. should write fanfic.
1: Oh. <laughs> I or as you call them, D&D campaigns. We should write... No, that is true.
0: That is true. But you should talk about, put a pin on d d for D&D later.
1: D&D, Your social one. media. Yeah. Um, Mr. Drama, at Mr. Drama. Mr. is spelled with all its letters, the way it's normally spelled. M-I-S-T-E-R. The Queen's Mr. Yeah, yeah the Queen's Mr. <laughs> Mr. Drama on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for stopping by. And we'll see you later. Have, Have a nice. good one. Have a good week. So, anyway.